One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, questions please for Jane Pickett, our resident vet. You can text her WhatsApp 0862 103 103 or you can call John Paul at 0818 103 103. Jane uh, joins me from the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Uh, good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And a happy new year to you. And likewise. <laughs> Did you manage to survive Christmas COVID free? You know, I feel very lucky to say yes, yeah. thankfully. Yeah, it's a scary time, so it is. Yeah, the amount of uh, people who uh, every second person seem to, ha- to seem to have it, we seem to be the lucky ones who did manage to escape and fingers crossed yeah. we, can, we can continue. Actually, just on that, somebody said, can pets get COVID? Well, this is very interesting because it, the situation is developing all of the time. So the current theory on it is no, they can't become clinically affected in the same way that humans do. And we do know that certainly on the continent, they've demonstrated that COVID is infecting certain zoo animals, but they obviously wouldn't be in the wider population and in contact with the public. So it's of of lesser public health concern. Um, So no, they don't seem to be kind of a carrier of disease. There doesn't seem to be a, a, a huge amount of, let's say, infection with pests in the household. But as the situation changes and as the strains develop, we're obviously keeping a, a very close eye on the research just in case. Because it's a little bit like, say, for example, when a cat gets cat flu. That's Is that a very different virus to the flu you or I would get? It can be. So cats can get cat flu in a number of different ways. Some of them are bacterial, so bacterial causes the flu, and some of them are viral. But they'd be a, quite a different virus to the COVID virus. So most commonly in cats, it's herpes virus. So the same kind of virus, essentially, that, that causes cold sores in us. It's a similar type of family to that. Um, or caliche virus, um, which would be kind of something quite unique to cats that humans don't seem to get quite a lot. So they can get cat flu in a very similar way. And a lot of the time it is viral and it causes very similar symptoms. So runny noses, cough, uh, sometimes a pneumonia. Sometimes runny eyes in cats is a very common symptom of flu, but um, quite quite a different virus to the COVID virus as, as we know it. But hence the reason there's a vaccine, isn't there, for cat flu? There is indeed, yeah. So vaccinating cats is normally something we suggest quite young in life before they're exposed to these viruses, so they have some immunity. So normally vaccination in kittens usually takes place from about nine weeks of age onwards, and it's a two-dose uh, regime very similar to the COVID vaccine in a way um, and I suppose very similar to us needing boosters of the COVID vaccine cats will need boosters of their cat flu vaccine as well and it's normally annually for them just to keep their immunity topped up because unfortunately the little cat flu viruses that can occur once they enter the system and in let's say an unvaccinated cat 
they can take hold and cause cat flu symptoms, which will sometimes settle down and be controlled for a wee while, but will be hiding away deep down in the body, not causing any, any grief. And then during periods of stress, sometimes we'll see the virus rise up again and cause symptoms. So it can be something that lingers around and causes a little bit of trouble for kitty cats that, that haven't been vaccinated if they are unlucky enough to be exposed to these viruses. So it's definitely worth getting done for your little cat. OK, stay on vaccinations because Jonathan says they are getting a new puppy next month in February. Is it true that we shouldn't take the puppy out until he's fully vaccinated, i.e. out in public where he can meet with other dogs? Yeah, it's definitely safest too. It really depends on what vaccination brand your vet and your pup, your vet will be using for your puppy. Most vaccination brands would uh, suggest that until they've had their second vaccination a week or two weeks, and, and for some components of the vaccine up to three weeks after their second vaccination, they shouldn't be going into, into certain areas. So I know, let's say, for example, the vaccine that we use, we would recommend that a week after their second vaccination, they could, let's say, walk down the town and maybe beat another dog. But it will be another three weeks beyond that after their second vaccination where we would say, look, they could go for a walk in woodland. And that's because the immunity inferred by the vaccine takes a little while to develop. And there's seven different components in in the vaccine that we give to dogs. And one in particular, lepto, so leptospirosis, um, which is something that's spread by rats. It generally lives in waterways. So that's why we say, you know, wait an extra few weeks before taking them to woodland waterways or even the local island wood um, site near ourselves is usually a place we avoid because it takes a little while for that immunity to develop and we want those puppies to be protected from serious disease. Okay, Sean says, hi, my dog is constantly licking her paws. What could be causing this? So it's obviously something new that the dog is doing. Okay, so common things are common. I think the first thing you need to do is make sure parasite prevention is up to date. Um, That means just visiting your vet, asking what they'd recommend as regards parasite control for your pet. Or if you do have a parasite control program in place, just absolutely making sure with your vet that it's up to date so your regime is as it should be for the product. And that could be sometimes monthly for some spot-on products or up to three months for some tablet products. It really depends on the brand, so it's definitely worth checking that you're doing it right. There are many other causes of itchy paws and itchy skin. And what I will say is itchy paws is usually a symptom of a wider itchy everything as regards skin problem. It just means that the paws are easy for them to get at and lick, so they tend to focus on them. Sometimes it can be a bacterial infection or a yeast overgrowth. And sometimes it can even be an allergy to something out there, whether it be food or something in the environment like a pollen or a dander. There are a wide variety of things that could cause itchy feet. So I would say for this one, make sure your parasite control is up to up to date and then visit your vet. You probably need to take some initial samples to look at underneath the microscope to get to the bottom of, well, you know, what might be causing this problem. Or they might even suggest referral on to a pet dermatologist, so that's a skin specialist, so that, let's say, other underlying causes such as allergies could be investigated. It's definitely worth taking action on this because, you know, itchiness can cause quite a lot of distress for our pets and we want to make them as comfortable as possible. Kathleen in Balancolic has an interesting one. Says, what does Jane make of Fitbits for dogs? She's seen them for sale online. Are they a wise investment? They say that they monitor a pet's health. They're worn like a collar around the dog's uh, neck. The one huge advantage to them, though, says Kathleen, is they've got GPS. So if your dog gets lost, you're able to locate your dog uh, quickly. Interested in Jane's thoughts on them. Uh, Kathleen says, I don't know if they're on sale in Europe yet, but I've certainly seen them advertised in the States. Have you heard of those? Oh, well, 
That is a really interesting one. So I think certainly the GPS on the collar sounds like a fabulous idea. And I suppose in addition to that, just making sure your pet is microchipped just in case they did go missing and they did throw the collar off. That sounds like a really interesting idea. As for the accuracy of, let's say, um, the, the health parameters, so very much like weed wear or fitbit, I haven't read the research myself. So that's something I might actually take a little look into. I don't know off the top of my head how accurate they are. And I suppose the thing is, if you're going to be spending you know, a reasonable amount of money on a fitness wearable for your pet, you want to know that it's actually going to be giving you correct measurements and that it will be of use. So I'll take a little look into okay, it. OK, and let us, let, let us know. Let us know. Hi, question for Jane, please. My little palm had mites over Christmas. Black bits like dirt appeared all over and she started scratching like mad. I showered her with a doggy medicated shampoo and I ended up putting some pseudocream on her ears. No more scr- scratching since. But I'm now wondering, what do I need to treat her with? Is there a spray, etc.? Thanking you, that's from Kate. Okay, um, so this is an interesting one. There could be a few things going on here. From what our listener describes as little bits of black dirt and dust, I would be concerned that this might actually be a flea infestation. Now, if you visited the vet and they've diagnosed mites, then that could well be the case. It would just be, you know, better to see it in person to know exactly what the problem is. I think this little dog certainly needs parasite prevention on an ongoing basis. The one word of warning I would have is if you're going to use a medicated parasite shampoo, if you're going to get one, get it from get it from your vet. Um, and normally we wouldn't recommend them because obviously when you're washing them, they, sometimes the dogs will drink them and they can be very harmful. So normally we would recommend either a tablet parasite control or a spot-on parasite control to control um, parasite infestations. But look, if the itching has settled down for the meantime, then that's great. But I would really pop her into her vest for a little check over, make sure all signs of infestation have settled down and that the skin is in a good condition and just discuss with them parasite prevention longer term because it really is much easier to prevent these parasites than to cure them. And obviously in preventing them, you're avoiding a lot of stress and, and pain for your pet. So it's really the best thing to do. And again, you're back to the scratching. And you know yourself, if you've got a niche mm-hmm. somewhere, it would drive you a cuckoo. Now, somebody has a Jack Russell female pup one year old. Uh, what they've noticed is if when you, if you try to take something from her, she can show her teeth sometimes. Is that normal in a one year old Jack Russell? Um, Bearing the, the situation. teeth. Yeah. Yeah, if it's food, um, potentially not so much. I suppose the thing is, you have to think about well, how happy would how happy would you be if you sat down to the dinner table for your Christmas dinner and somebody came along and took it away from you? You probably wouldn't be very happy. But if it's objects that she's becoming very protective of and aggressive over, you know, at one year of age, aggression is never a normal thing in a dog. And um, what I would say is, it's best to tackle this early and get some really good guidance. I would ask your vet who locally they would recommend as a veterinary behaviourist because a lot of the time it will start with guarding objects and the aggression will escalate into other situations. So really catching it when it's nice and contained at this point and the behaviour is quite minimal and dealing with it now with correct advice is the way to go because it'll, it'll, it'll avoid a lot of heartache later on. But this is not a, not a simple situation to deal with so I think expert help may be required. Okay, and finally, Deborah is in Carrick Tuhill. Uh, her cat has developed a sore on one ear. It actually started to bleed. She's an indoor cat. She doesn't go outside, so it's not that she scratched it off anything. Nine-year-old cat, what would cause an ear to, a sore to appear and for it to actually bleed? 
Okay, so there's a few things that could be causing a problem here. So first and foremost, it could be self-trauma. So a lot of cats that I would see with, let's say, um, wounds on the outer ear or the inner ear would be because they've been scratching at their ears because they might have, let's say, an infection or an infestation with parasites deep down in the ear canal where you can't see it. So that would be very, very top of my list as the most common thing, and that definitely requires a trip to the vet for diagnosis. There are some rarer things that can cause sores. So I suppose your listener was saying about trauma, that's a possibility, but given that she's an indoor cat, less likely. There are some rarer masses or tumours that can grow on the ears, particularly in little cats called squamous cell carcinoma. But these are really quite rare, and I wouldn't worry. Um, it would be best to visit your vet to get it checked out. If they needed to take a sample of the sore, if it's a raised lump, they'd be able to do that just to, to get a, a final diagnosis on what it is. But I suspect it may actually be a, a wider symptom of a, an ear canal disease, so an ear infection. And so e- and, uh, yeah, ear and even though uh, this person didn't see them doing, or Deborah didn't see the cat scratching, they could have been scratching when you weren't around don't necessarily exactly. have seen it. Okay. Cats All right. are very secretive. All right. Listen, have a great week, Jane, and we'll chat to you next week. You too. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for that. Bye-bye. Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.